Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, does any party want to come join me in Denver? I'm Tony Kornheiser. Nope. Wait. Nope. Nope. I don't. And I like What's Denver. What's wrong with Denver? I do. I like Denver. Huh? I saw yeah. somebody last night. I bet you saw the last time you were in Denver. Who? Dan Issel. Oh, sure. You know, like that. Denver. I figured you'd like that. I like Dan Issel. Mike yeah. Whitman wrote for Denver for many, many years. I went out there many a lot. Years. I like Denver. Please come to Denver. No, Rambler boy. No, no. please Welcome come to Welcome to PTI, Boston. boys and girls. Please, please come to Denver. Please come to L.A. There's three, there's three <laughs> different cities oh, in it. versus? I'm the number oh, okay. one fan of the man from Tennessee. In today's episode, kids, Adam Silver delays his John Morant decision. The Stanley Cup final is set to start, and the Suns have a new head coach. But we begin today with Denver, comfortably beating Miami in game one of the NBA Finals last night. Nikola Jokic got his customary triple-double, and the Heat couldn't hit water from the pier. Wilbon, you were there. How did the Nuggets look to you? They look big. <laughs> they look, one of the things you notice, Tony, there, right at courtside, or looking down on the court, and I have both vantage points at different points, is that the Nuggets are just a lot bigger and longer, and Miami looks like you know, a junior college team playing a number one seed physically. I'm, I'm not talking about in terms of skill. So right. there's just trouble. Jimmy Butler's facing long, tall, athletic bodies when he goes in there. Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., these guys are 6'10", and Jokic is seven feet. And the Miami Heat don't have a frontline player right. that's seven feet tall. And so the, the – the, but it wasn't the, the Denver defense that ruined the shooting – the Miami shooters ruined the shooting. They couldn't, like you said, make anything. Open shots, Tony. And they're going to yeah. have to make open shots in game two, or this is going to be a short series. And Denver played what I think is about a B-minus game. They, they weren't yeah. great. And they can be great, and they probably will get better. So, But, but Jokic had his way. Aaron Gordon had his way early. Jamal uh, Murray had his way early as well. And they just took turns sort of battering Miami. So Miami's got a lot of figuring out to do between now and Sunday evening. Yeah, it was no game. It was no game at all because Miami no. couldn't shoot. They've got Struess and Duncan Robinson and Caleb Martin. These guys are all shooters. They were two yeah. for 23. You can't. Yeah. There's no way you can win a game like that. I don't know if it's the altitude. I don't know if it's the defense. I don't know if it was just fate. But you just can't win it. that way. Denver just rolled over them. I want to get the numbers correct here. Plus nine at the quarter, plus 17 at the half, plus 21 at three quarters. So if, if you were a casual fan and you tuned in to see these two teams, you're not tuning in for game two because nothing, there was just nothing in this particular game. And Mike, I, I, think, I think game two is a must for Miami. And I yeah. think they'll be more acclimated to the altitude. I'm sure their shooters are going to shoot better, and they've been resilient all year. They beat a one, a two, and a four. I mean, you know what? I'm not counting Miami out, but, Mike, if they don't win game two, it yeah. looks like a short series, correct? I completely agree with you down the line there, Tony, and the shooting is a thing. The Jimmy Butler says something that's interesting, which was a little bit different take. He said, look, there are nights, as we know, when anybody, no matter how great you are, doesn't make shots, and you got to be able to make layups and, 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 and create other kinds of offense, and he's right about that because we've seen teams, I remember the Rockets a few years ago, where they were cold for multiple games, but you're right about the bottom line. Miami needs to win 
Sunday or this would look like, look like a fairly short series. Adam Silver, the commissioner, says he's waiting until after the finals to announce his decision on the John Morant situation. The Grizzlies suspended their star guard after he appeared to flash a gun again on an Instagram Live video a couple of weeks ago. Silver says the league has uncovered, quote, listen to this phrase, Tone, a fair amount of additional information, close quote, and probably could issue the decision now, but he doesn't want to take the spotlight away from the Heat and Nuggets in the finals. Tone, what does all of this, if anything, indicate to you? So you're asking me to read the tea leaves, and I'll give it a try to read the tea leaves. I believe that if this fair amount of additional information could exonerate John Morant in any way at all, Adam Silver would do it and announce it and get it behind him and continue the playoffs on a happy note. So when I look at something like this, I think, boy, if he's saying, I don't want to overshadow the playoffs in any way, then I think there's a suspension coming. Now, I have no idea how long it is going to be. I'm sure Adam Silver will stand up and whatever the number is, he will say it's severe and it's sufficient. But there are a lot of us out there who will say that if it's under half a season, it's not severe, it's not sufficient, and it's a win for John Moran. So that's the delicate dance that I think Adam Silver has to do. But I think, Mike, honestly, if everything was peachy, he would have let us know that. I agree, Tony, and I'm bad at reading tea leaves. I'll just say this, a couple of things. One, it's too bad the public relations, which rules everything in the world today, and you, you and I have lived our adult lives in Washington, D.C., where PR rules everything. It's too bad that that decides whether something is announced or not, because you could announce it right now to get everybody's attention while they're all here on this stage and say, hey, here's the deal on John Morant right here while you're all sitting here. Listen to me. But that's not the case because you'd like to make it peachy keen if you can. The other thing, Tony, I told you this in real time. I had uh, somebody who's been involved in law enforcement and security say to me directly, Knowing what you know, speaking to me, you know what you know. How much more do you think the league office knows? And so that is what I thought of instantly. The league office has had time to amass more information, a ton of it. I've had time. I mean, people who just listen up for a living know more than the general public knows at the moment. So the league office knows a whole hell of a lot more than all of us. And... Yeah, this better be Tony. I don't want to hear it's a 15 game suspension. I don't want to hear that. I don't well, want to. Mike, I don't even want to hear it's a 20. It needs to be at least a half to be season. Half a year. We agree on that. It's going yeah. to be a bad circumstance, no matter what happens. You talk about public relations. If you're Adam Silver, you don't have to announce anything right now. The season's not going to start for months. You can pick the best time you want to go out there. But like you, I am informed. By all those stories I read in the Washington Post, which indicated a very problematic pattern of behavior for a long time with John Morant. And if the league is looking into that, they'll find it. We move on. The Stanley Cup final begins tomorrow. The Las Vegas Golden Knights, a one seed, will host the Florida Panthers, an eight seed, in a matchup eerily similar to the NBA finals. Vegas went through the playoffs 12 to 5. Florida went through 12 to 4, but 11 and 1 in their last 12 games. So, Wilbon, which way are you leaning? I'm leaning toward Bobrovsky. I'm leaning toward the goaltender, Florida's goaltender. Why not? I mean, right. you look, in the NBA championship, 
The best team almost always wins. There's no fluke. The best team over a period of time. That's right. In, 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 That's in, right. in baseball, you can get pitchers who dominate a couple of series, who dominate the postseason. We've seen it. And they can affect the result just, like, by themselves. And in pro football, it's one game. In hockey, it's the goaltender. We've seen it, Tony, over a period of years, and it may not happen every year. But Bobrovsky, this year, the number of one-goal yeah. games, it was a whole series, I think, Carolina, where he gave up six goals in four games. I'm going goaltender. And I, no disrespect yeah. to the Golden Knights, who in their short history have been so impressive in the postseason. They really have That's been. Right. But That's I'm going right. to stay with Florida. I will say that I am rooting for the Florida Panthers. Uh, I am. I think what they've done so far in the playoffs is absolutely awesome. They beat the Bruins, a team that was the best ever in the regular season. They beat Toronto, a team that everybody was sort of rooting for. They swept Carolina. Carolina had the second most points in the NHL. But having said all this, Mike, I would understand if people installed Las Vegas as the favorite. Oh, Las sure. Vegas finished with, I think, 19 yeah. more points in the regular season than Florida. They are indeed a number one seed. They have gone through the playoffs. They've never been extended to a game seven. They've looked very good. I'm rooting for Florida because I know, and you feel the same way I do, we're rooting for I-95, which yeah. is the highway yeah. of dreams in America, yeah. except in Florida where people go 95 miles an hour. I'll give you one more small fact that was given to me today. Vegas is not good on penalty kills. They are 14th among the 16 teams in the playoffs in penalty kills, and they, to their detriment, have taken the second most penalties of any teams that were in the playoffs. Not playoff. a good combination. That's good for Florida, because Florida yeah. has scored power play goals six of the last seven games. Let's take a break. But coming up was my boy Max Scherzer right in his pitch clock beef with home plate umpire Trip Gibson. And Shohei back on the mound tonight, but would you rather have the pitcher who's starting against him? I am rooting for Vegas. You say, Vegas, the desert. You say team. that Jokic is the best player in the world. Yes, two he weeks is. ago, you said Embiid was the MVP. Now he's sitting on his can That was in six crib. weeks ago. That was six well, weeks how did it ago. Happen? Not how, did, how did Jokic get so good? Or did you miss Jokic it? Jokic is, you can be the best player in the world and not be the MVP. They're two different things. Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action, live and in person, with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Corona, part of Happy Hour. It's time for toss-up. Two men enter, one man leaves, finishes the show, then putters around his house until it's time for Monday's show. Sad but true. What's first? Toss-up. Who are you backing in their pitch clock beef? Max Scherzer or umpire Trip Gibson? Of course I'm backing Scherzer. He's a warrior god, but let me explain what happened. He's pitching against Philadelphia, and his catcher makes the last out in the fourth inning. So he can't get out there fast enough to warm Scherzer up. Scherzer gets, everybody gets, eight pitches, maximum of eight in the warm-up period, and two minutes. So by the time the catcher gets out there, Scherzer doesn't get all eight. He gets seven. He gets seven. And the umpire says, it's, right, he says, the umpire says, it's time. The pitch clock is on. Scherzer goes crazy, and he says, he wants flexibility, he wants discretion. This is his actual line. Why do we have to be so anal about this to have this clock shoved in everybody's face? Now, Mike, I will never say this publicly, never. But somebody from the Mets could have gone out there early and warmed up Scherzer when the catcher was putting on the tools. That's right. And I'll never say this publicly either. But, I mean, if you start showing discretion, all of a sudden you're back at a three-hour game. And I probably shouldn't say this publicly, that the people who hate the pitch clock the most are star veterans who never had it in the minor leagues, like Scherzer, like Verlander, like Kershaw, Manny Machado. They hate it. But I'll never say this publicly no, on it's a television good thing. You're only today. saying this to me privately. <laughs> it's a really good thing. Right. Let me just say this, right. and I can be brief. I pitched from the time I was eight years old until 18 in high school. And here's what I know you have when your catcher makes the last out or your catcher's on second base and gets stranded there by the last hitter in your inning on your team. You have a kid with a catcher's mitt who is ready to go out and warm you up. That's that kid's job, okay? Maybe some little scrub kid who can't even make the Little League team, he's got the big fat mitt and he warms up the pitcher before the inning. From the time you're eight, so you mean to tell me the right. Mets can't get this right? Should have I'm never Mets with Blue. I should never say publicly, I'm with Blue, but oh, wait, uh, I just did Well, don't it. say it. You're not on television. Oh, it's not okay. today. What's next? Toss-up. They face each other again tonight. Who would you rather have on the mound, Shohei Otani or Framber Valdez? As long as we're talking about pitchers, I'm going back to Scherzer for a second. I do. I love Scherzer. I love Scherzer. I, yeah, um, I who would I rather that. have? They faced each other on May 9th, and Valdez beat him 3-1. to one. Okay? Uh, I mean, Valdez is great. You remember him from the postseason last yeah. year? I think he was 3-0 and and a 1-4-4 ERA. But if you ask me who I'd rather see, I'm going to tell you Otani. Their, their statistics are relatively similar. I believe each one has won five games. Stats in terms of strikeouts. Valdez has 77 and 72 innings. Otani has 90 in 65 innings, but Valdez's ERA is better, 238 to 291. The thing about it is, Mike, if I'm going to buy a ticket to see a game and watch the show, to me, Otani is a larger show, and so I would say him. 
that wasn't the question. The question was, who would you rather have, presumably to win the game? And I always want somebody from Houston, today's Houston team's pitching, as opposed to somebody from today's California Angels team. Because the California Angels are losers. They are. And even though Otani's a great player and a winner by himself, the fact is, I want to take and back the team that's more likely to win the game. And so Houston's team, Frambe Valdez is backed by a team more likely to play better on this individual occasion than anybody on any night I from the, the California was, who Angels. I thought the question was, who do you want to see? No, it was, was that not see the question, half. who do you want to see? It was see? half. Who do you want to have, not see? They changed oh, the question on me. Do something this afternoon some was who do you want to see? Box office East Coast junk <laughs> nonsense way. I-95, no, the, the highway of dreams. I'm picking the team in That's the it. deserts. Vegas, Let's Golden take one Knights. last break. On I-10 or 60 or I something. I-10, the road to nowhere. Yeah. The SEC decides to ditch its divisions. I want to see some saguaro. Speaking of which, the Suns have themselves a new head coach. Some javelina. Some rattlesnakes, some coyotes, I some mountain Otani, lions. Be a man. He's from California. Look what I did for you. Mm. You call yourself a Westerner now. In the desert, you in the desert now. You're in Denver now. You're in the mountains now. Wandered through for more than forty days and nights. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Happy time, people. Happy 30th birthday Sunday, Jonathan Huberdeau. Huberdeau was the NHL's Rookie of the Year in 2013 when he was playing wing for the Florida Panthers. Huberdeau played nine seasons for the Panthers, made two All-Star games, led the Panthers in scoring three straight seasons, including 2022, when his 85 assists were the most in the NHL. Then the Panthers pulled the trigger, trading Huberdeau to the Calgary Flames. And what they got in return changed the arc of this season. They got Matthew Kachuk, and Kachuk has been the best player in the playoffs so far. Nine goals, 12 assists in 16 games. Huberdeau's team did not make the playoffs. Huberdeau was probably traumatized by playing so well for his team and then getting dumped, shown the door, get out the country. No, he didn't play well. He'd already played well, and what was his reward? We're going to deal you. Too bad for him. Happy anniversary, Ken Griffey Jr. On this day 36 years ago, the Seattle Mariners selected Jr. with the number one overall pick in the MLB draft. 
After a Hall of Fame career, Griffey announced his retirement in 2010, 23 years to the day of being drafted. In his first year of eligibility, Griffey was elected to the Hall with 99.32% of the vote, breaking Tom Seaver's record of 98.84%, which had stood for 24 years. In 2018, the Seattle Times named Griffey the most important athlete oh. in Seattle sports oh. history, despite the fact that Griffey never played in the World Series oh. and that the Seattle Supersonics and Seattle Seahawks had won league championships. The Times wrote, Griffey saved baseball in Seattle. You know how I feel about Griffey, Tony. I was trying to come up with the Mount Rushmore of Seattle sports, and Griffey's the only automatic I got. Gary Payton, maybe okay. Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson, Randy Johnson. I mean, it's a great sports yeah. city now, but it hasn't been all that long. You don't have 100 years to choose from. But Griffey, Griffey's the guy who anchors the Mount Rushmore of sports in Seattle. Happy trails to the coaching vacancy in Phoenix. Your sons are reportedly finalizing a five-year, $31 million deal to hire Frank Vogel as their head coach. You'll remember they just fired Monty Williams, whom the Pistons then hired for six years and $78.5 million. Vogel won a championship in the bubble with the Lakers and got canned a couple of years later. Vogel joins Nick Nurse as recent championship coaches who have been fired and now hired. Nurse landed in Philadelphia. Vogel, 49, has a career record of 431 and 389 and a playoff record of 49 and 39. Toronto is now the lone vacancy and championship coaches Doc Rivers and Mike Budenholzer are as yet unemployed. Yeah, you know, Tony, Frank Vogel, who seems to me to be a terrific choice, his calling card is great defense. He did that with the Pacers multiple times. He did it with the Lakers multiple times. And, of course, there is that championship in the bubble. So I welcome, welcome Frank Vogel to the Valley. Yeah, the problem with Frank Vogel is a problem everybody has pretty much when they coach LeBron, that you're not going to be there for any great length of time. You can go back in the history, kids, and you can look at this. Let's go to the big finish. Red Sox starter Chris Sale left last night's game in the fourth with shoulder soreness. Uh-oh. Yeah, I hope that is not the thought, Tony. Let's hope, because it has been in the past. Hope it's not. Taylor 2-3 seeds Jessica Pagula without. Novak Djokovic advanced. Bigger deal? The bigger deal is Djokovic. Of course it is. You want to see him play Alcaraz in the semis. Jessica Pagula has never yet reached the semifinals of a major tournament. Free agent Patrick Kane, your boy, my God, had hip resurfacing guy. surgery. He's out yeah. four to six months. Your twin. thoughts? You know, his agent told reporters that that Patrick Kane, who's 34, still wants to play for a long time. Hip resurfacing is an alternative, we're told, to hip replacement, which you and I ought to pay attention to. The SEC <laughs> will have no divisions in the same eight conference games starting in 2024. Does that make sense to you? Well, I think what they're trying to do is make sure that you play everybody in the conference and you don't get hidden away from certain division foes on the other yeah. side. I guess that's what they're doing. Last one, Man City versus Man U in the FA Cup final tomorrow. Who you got, Mr. Soccer? I mean, Man U has some injuries. Man City's winning everything. You know, they're going to be in the Champions League final next week, I think, against Inter Milan. You got to take City, Tone. Come on, pay attention now. I got man oh man. We're out of time. Try to do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Have a great weekend, Knuckleheads. You can get PTI Podcast anywhere you want. Now, PTI. here's SportsCenter.